Here on Anderson Street, it's all about provocative conversation at the dinner table. And you know this. It seemed imperative to include a conversation with men today about their relationships with the men in their lives. Mentors, father figures, coaches, all of that. This will be an episode that changes some of your preconceived notions on certain stereotyped groups. Let me just face it. So I definitely look forward to hearing your comments or experiences in the comments section. We have with us my dad, Sim, Marco, John, and Anwar, whose book is in the bio. And we welcome you back to the table. So these are the two stories I want to relay to jump us off. High school related. Okay. I've been substitute teaching again Mm -hmm. in good old Bergen County. Hackensack, Teaneck, Englewood, and I've been there the past week. And I decided to ask a freshman class and a junior class, what are the roles of men today? Just to ask our youth out here. That's who you asked those things. Do you, are you recalling my Insta story? I saw saw your story, yeah. So I will- I did see your story too. Highly agitated by the responses I received. So, The girls were the only ones that responded. The boys sat slumped, stared at me, but said nothing. And this is a little little demo, demographic situation. We got mainly Hispanic, Black, Asian, um, a light peppering of white, and then also, uh, you know, some gay, some trans happening is occurring. Like all sorts are happening in this high school. This is high school, freshman and junior. 2020, 2019. It wasn't when I was in high school. So the girls resoundingly were on the tip of, we don't need no man. I don't know what men can do that we can't. Soon we won't really need men to procreate anyway. Oh, wow. So what are you Wait, really what? telling me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was, these wow. were the responses oh, yeah. in both grades. Wow. Both freshmen and juniors, right? Freshmen and juniors. And All three I, towns? No, just one town. What town is this? Hankwood. Okay. And I was surprised. I was surprised. I looked at the boys as I said, well, what do you think about who's the disciplinarian? Who's this? Who's that in your household? And, um, oh, well, I can be disciplinarian for my kids. Uh, I'm not having kids. Well, what do kids matter? You know, nothing matters. Is it the boys or is it girls still? Girls. Boys are like disciplinarian when I said that. They were like over here. But they're not saying anything. So... This made me sad. You know what's sad? Speaking up. They're not speaking up at all. What do they need? And the girls are speaking Taking over, right? And I'm like, I don't even know how to respond. Then today, I went to the post, the postal service, the like office in South Hackensack. Yes. Yes, it's Jersey. Okay. Okay. So what up? Um, And I had the pleasure of watching a man walk in give the women at the at the desk at the counter yeah at the counter sixty dollars and said happy mother's day get yourselves a nice lunch thank you so much and i thought to myself that's what a man does and okay a woman could come in and do that but we don't mm-hmm. yeah no and it is a man in my estimation do provide and you know i'm not sorry to say it and i want a man to provide i can bring home the bacon too but i want you to bring home more bacon and if i want to have the decision to be a housewife for a few years i want to make the decision it's my decision and you want yes i have i have a degree 
degree and I've worked and so well, on. But you want him to be able to take care of that role. And I don't want to have to say sorry for it, mm. which I feel like right now, whether it's the US or New York or what, I have to feel sorry for wanting to be a stereotypically traditional woman. Did you, did you dig deeper in that question in the school and ask these ladies who responded if there's a male figure in their life? Yes, I asked about male figures. They have fathers. They think their dads are too tough. Really? Mm. That's well, generation. That is interesting. That's interesting. And also they're attached to their, obsessed with their phones. They all have phones. I mean, that's what this generation is, though. I mean, our society right now is very desensitized. Like, and that right there, people don't know. I've I've been having this conversation with a lot of individuals, and I feel like people don't realize that roles have been reversing Mm -hmm. in recent years. For many years, actually. For many years, yeah. And it's something that, like. I love women, right? And I love everything about a woman. Go and, ahead. <laughs> but I, but I, I appreciate I, I appreciate when a woman says, you know, I can do anything a man can do. That's great, but you are dope to me because you can do so much more than a man can't do. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of women don't realize that. Like, no offense, stop trying to do what men do because what you do is so much more. What do you think some of these things we're talking about are? You make all the people. <laughs> all that's, of that's them. Create population. Correct. You make Pure all the people. You make all the people. Yeah. Um, simple. All of them. Everybody here is made by a woman. Absolutely. Correct. So, uh, so I'll throw out just where it is in, with my wife and I. So we have different roles and they were changing based on what needed to happen in the current time. Okay. So one could say that taking care of the household, you know, dishes, laundry, things yeah. like that are traditionally, traditionally a woman's job. My wife has been traveling a lot recently. I work about three minutes from our house. Oh. So as You're the just, just, me, just as how I was raised, hey, I have way more time, way more space, way more energy than you on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. Why wouldn't I step up and do those things? Mm-hmm. So I think too many times we get so caught up in, well, this is what I Jeez, saw. This yeah. only. But, but a lot of times it's shaped in what I saw growing up. Well, this is what my parents did and it never gets communicated of where do your vantage points come from? Where do your experience come from? We just go on automatic. So what you saw growing up were roles. I, I saw, honestly, <laughs> man, this is where the mentorship kind of came into place. I didn't see a good example of a marriage growing up. But, uh-huh. but I sought that out after a lot of what my friends would like to call loaf missions. Um, that is a DC vernacular for oh, failing. Loafing, right. For, yeah, Being you, you, lazy, if you, you will. Yes, yes, you have failed, you have fallen short. So right. after a lot of failed attempts, I sought out people who I thought had good relationships, had good marriages. And I said, okay, I need to learn from you because no Why? offense to my parents, you're tired of failing long enough, you want to win. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just somebody who's going in sports. If you suck at basketball or baseball, whatever it is, at a certain point and you want to get to that higher level, you know you're going to have to have a coach. But I think just people don't have... Coaches. They, they don't have coaches or they don't have the willingness to suppress their ego enough to get one. And you don't always learn off the wins. You do learn off the failures and watching other people fail. And that's taking an understanding to, as you get older, because as you're, when you're a child, you don't understand why somebody would fail. Of course. Understanding and digging deep on 
possibly why they failed and not want, like he said, like not wanting to repeat that same pattern. Like, all right, I've seen this growing up. I know that's not what I want. Right. That's not what I want to give to my children. Let me alter my actions. What do you feel like you did? What's that? What do you feel like you did? You yourself? I watched my parents work together their whole life and in a marriage fail, in business fail. And it's probably because they worked together their entire life. Whereas oh. they should have, in my opinion, been separate as far as working wise. So the way that income was created in your house, they worked together, they were Seven days a week, it was nonstop. And when you have problems in the business, it, it just translates automatically to translates yeah. to the household. It wasn't, it wasn't a conversation at, at the dinner table about, it was about business all the time. It was right. about what's happening, why are we not doing this? Why are we doing this? Good and bad, yeah. but it was always business. Business, 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 business. Yeah. And there was never that relationship unless we went on like a vacation yeah. or we can get away and be and away did from did you? We did, mm -hmm. we, you know, three weeks at a time, okay. once a year. Yeah, yeah. And you, you do need that, but other than that, it was literally seven days a week. Yeah, nonstop. Nonstop. That's a grind. That's and a grind. It's a grind. Being, you know, what I've, what I've learned as a male, being too busy, taking on too many things <laughs> can leave you blind to the outside world. And you can fail. Trying because to you're provide too, busy. too much. You're too busy. Correct. Or, or loving what you do a little bit too much mm. and not seeing the financials behind it. Or the trend of your of your business, of your field. If, you're, if your field is trending downwards, you need to adjust. Right. As a provider, you need to adjust. Mm -hmm. And just because you love something so much and you don't adjust, yeah. that can be troublesome for the family. Yeah. Not just you, but... That, that's what I saw. I saw a lot of a lot of that, a lot of business, them working together, maybe when they shouldn't have worked together mm. and not adjusting when they should have adjusted. Yeah, that's that's what I you know, and that's what I don't want. I don't want my wife to work with me. You and, want to do the opposite. Yeah, I want her so to have learning her own, in the reverse. If I do have a wife, I want her to have her own life, yep. her own world. I have my own life, my own world. And we meet in the middle. Complimentary. What, what if she wants to? What if, what if she wants to partner up with you? Thanks. I've had ex-girlfriends in the past that have lived with me for four years at a time, and mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a business owner, so I've had people approach me and say, I'll help you, I'll do this, <coughs> and I always shy away from it. Mm. I would rather either hire somebody out or do it myself, because I just- in a relationship, huh? Yeah, <laughs> not, not, not in the relationship, but I just don't see it being healthy in the marriage, yeah. always working together all the time. Right. I, I think it does create a void. When you think it builds a bridge, it does create a void, mm. is what I believe. Mm. Yeah. It will create a void at one point because you're gonna have problems. Business, you wake up in the morning as a business owner, you don't know the problems you're gonna encounter Correct. every day. This is a 24 hour, seven days a week mission. You don't know if it's gonna be good, you don't know if it's gonna be bad. So one of these days is gonna be bad, and when it's bad, who, who's your go-to? Yeah. Right, your always spouse, for everything. Yeah. Your children are yeah. gonna witness this uh, yeah. conflict. It's not good. Have you I, seen any examples of couples who are business together that were successful? I don't see their behind the scenes, so I can't answer that. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That, that's true. I don't see I, I do see, I, I, do have, I do have people, and I don't wanna put them out there, but I do have people that are married, mm -hmm. working together for 30 plus years, mm -hmm. every day, side by side. Yeah. I don't know what their home life looks like. Yeah. Right. I don't know. And even when they're at work, they're separated. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's even not. Even when to room makes a difference. Yeah. Point, point yeah. 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 What did you see, Ron? Uh, I mean, so my father was an individual who, who, he came from another country. My parents both are immigrants, so that real. Huh? What country? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So my father's from India, and my mother's wow. from the Caribbean, St. Kitts uh, in the Caribbean. Okay. <clears throat> so um, 
they both very they 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 were big on you know a very strong work ethic right so we can all say that but they were families understand. of course that's <laughs> why i understand that so i'll say this for my dad i he wasn't around because he worked a lot but yeah. but what i did learn and i actually i think this was a very admirable quality of his like he knew how to put his head down and get something done yeah like and that was something that i saw like it really even though we didn't connect as much as we should have i took that quality and i was like i appreciate my dad for that at what age <laughs> I think as, at a young age, because like you know, I remember when we used to go on like like long trips. You know, when we we did take some family trips, my dad was always he would always drive, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know we right. It's like those little things that, that watching like my dad just, yeah. drive. My right. mo I'd go to sleep. My Absolutely. mom would go to sleep. Yep. I wake up. My dad still, still would driving. Be driving. Focused. And that's something I, I used to say to myself as a kid, like, I want to be able to drive like my dad mm -hmm. and make sure, like, you know, everybody was good. And I'm still like, be I can't wait till someone else takes his position. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm asleep. <laughs> that's funny. It was crazy to me, but like, I'm that way now All right, when right. it comes to like putting my head down and just focusing like, okay, what has to be done? Cool. I'm gonna do it. Don't worry about it. So if you're in a group, you're the alpha most of the time. Yeah, yeah, but there it's it's a catch twenty two because you you for go like my dad I <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard my dad really tell me he loved me, you know what I'm saying and like that's a, a very emotional situation, so it's like you take that strength but it, there's strength when it comes to you know sharing your emotions and as a man especially nowadays like. You have to, you have to share your feelings with people, you're, you're, especially with your children. Like, I have a daughter, and I, I think I tell her I love her like numerous times throughout the day. How old is she? How old is she doing? She's five. Oh. Did you yeah. have a sister? No. So okay. okay. You get what I'm saying? Like, it, it, if you had a sister, maybe you would have seen like the girl. The funny thing is, like, now that my dad with my daughter, uh, it's amazing. <laughs> You can get enough. Wow. Yeah. Right. And it was. It's like, and I, I appreciate seeing that, but you know, and I and I welcome it. But he wasn't that way with me, you know. But it's like, okay, you know, it's it, it's it's a girl. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. Did your father tell you he loved you on a regular basis? No. You? Oh damn. He he did, yeah. but he had a very interesting way of showing it. My pops was... But he did say it, like, I love you, son. Like, I love he, you. he did, but it usually came after um, there was some 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 refined pig skin that was put to this skin. Oh. Um, so a lot of times oh, wow. it came after the... Uh, it was beating. Like the sound. It was the sound. Yes. After. So a lot of times it came after that. Yeah. And you never got it. I really never got it. But yeah. it wasn't it wasn't done it's an in the day. old school it's, right. yeah, it's like you're a man the man is not supposed to say you know what I mean? no. but not for nothing i want more children and i want I, obviously i would like to have a son but i will tell my son that i love him but that's nowadays i mean if i i, I knew if i needed my father he, he was would be there. right there. Yeah. He was I knew there. if I needed his counsel, he'd be right there. Absolutely. But insofar as the communication of saying i love you sam and and that just I mean, during the latter portion of when he was dying, that came about, but no, that just was not a regular thing. And how old were you when he was dying? Uh, 
as a sergeant, so about <clears throat> 23, 24 years old. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have, I have an interesting question. I don't think I saw this until I was in college. I feel like maybe this is different for girls, but maybe for guys, we feel like dad is Superman and and yeah. can't do any wrong. Yeah. Dad is that is yeah. impenetrable. When did you see dad as a human? human? Oh, shoot. Oh, because that, that was real. That was that was a as human. when he started getting sick. Mm. My father died of esophageal cancer. And I was the one who had gone to the hospital when he had got th gotten diagnosed, not my mother, because he knew that she could, wouldn't be able to handle it. Mm. So he made me promise not to tell her because he told her something else, mm. another story, so that she wouldn't deflate completely. Mm. And at that point, he became very human. And uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's all good. There's still things. <clears throat> I miss my father dearly. I miss my father because he never got a chance to see Victoria. Um, I miss my father because there's a lot of stories that I did not get from my father that I would like to know. Mm -hmm. And I feel somewhat cheated yeah. by the experience. Um, but I know he loved me and I know Damn, I'm sorry, I'm crying. Don't cry. It's fine, that's a boy. 65 years old, I mean, you should get rid of this stuff. Nah, no. Nah. This is literally what we're talking about. Yeah. Like, why does being a man mean you can't feel for your yeah. dad yeah. who, not, not you know? I just miss him very dearly. Of course, yeah. as you should. Just memories and that's all I got. Yeah. I have two brothers that are dead, junkies, both of them. Um, I have three sisters. Well, I had three sisters, one died. Uh, at the age of 40, one sister I really don't communicate with. I have another sister lives in Hoboken, pretty much on my own, um, except for my family here. Um, and that's how I pretty much conducted my life as a loner. Yeah. I've been a loner for many years. And uh, just, you know, this whole thing about fathers and stuff just hits me. And I try to be the best that I can for Victoria based upon what I didn't get. Mm -hmm. Like, what are some uh, of those things you even think? And I uh, think you've I, done a damn good job because I've known her thank all the time. Oh, enough. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And when, when, when I'm dead serious, and when I met you and we spoke at the table at dinner. On Anderson you've Street? Done, yes, on Anderson Street. <laughs> you've done exactly that for her. You've given her, like I said, when, when I walked in the room today, I said the fact that you guys are both here with us at the table. Oh, that's, that's powerful. Always, that's that's do because the way you say you're walking alone, it's not that like my parents chose to walk for me to walk alone, but I've walked alone Same for here. a very long time. Same walked here. Alone. You also, Marco? Yeah, you know, like. Thank you. No, it, thank you for. She's awesome. No, she definitely is. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, walking alone. I, I definitely I, I connect with that because. First of all, having a father that's, you know, or parents that are immigrants, right? Mm -hmm. So they compare everything to way, the way that they were raised. Mm -hmm. And um, my, so me, I identify as a black man, right? And my father could be standing right next to me and people wouldn't realize that that's my father. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yes. um, oftentimes, like, you know, as I got older, like, uh, as I got older, 
I would wonder if my dad saw himself in me anymore. Hmm. And that like really kind of messed me up a little bit. Wow. Hmm. No, because it's like when you're when you're a kid, it's like, okay, you're you're a baby, you're cute. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. After a while, when I started like when my, my dad and I and our, we started getting distant, I'm like, I thought about it. I felt like when was that like? How old were you? It's probably like you know once you know you turn when you're twelve, thirteen. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that routine, that routine, crazy, crazy years. Crazy years. Yeah. Yeah. Testosterone kicks in, right? Oh, Things get dicey. You know, so you know, I, I I started to wonder like, does he see any qualities of himself in me anymore? Maybe like. <laughs> And uh, my dad, like, my dad has some infidelity issues that we ended up finding out about later on. And how we found out, the timing that I found out, my, my mom and I, it really hit like a ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. So it was something that like, sheesh, mm-hmm. like. What did that do to your relationship with him? <sighs> I mean, so I had a very strict upbringing, like a very, very, yeah. very Caribbean Indian. <laughs> yeah, goodbye. No, my, my dad, like, you're gonna be a doctor. That's oh, what it is. Yeah, you're yeah. Indian, like that's the Indian, like, yeah. doctor. That's it. You're gonna be an orthopedic surgeon. Period. Point blank. Cool. Um, I was a very social individual. I was intelligent. You know, all honors classes. You know, I just wasn't, and I entertained the idea of being a doctor, um, but. Eventually, I realized it wasn't me. That wasn't me. I could have been. I think I could have been. Yeah. But and there was other things that I wanted to do. So, um, my father. What was the question you asked me? Sorry. Do you feel like the infidelity issues or finding out about that did something to your relationship? We didn't have. As far as infidelity issues, clarify. What is that? What do you mean by that? <laughs> Without divulging whatever is super personal. Wait, I'm sure. supposed to dive Get us. I might need another one. Get us, get as personal <laughs> as you want. Um, I was personal earlier this week, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're here. We're here. Okay, we're here. Whatever I mean, you're comfortable with. No, so like you know what, like uh, yeah, my dad ended up having kids outside of my mom mm-hmm. and me. You know, our family, and we. Uh, it's a long, uh, whatever. You know what? How, how how did how did it shape? Actually, I'm kind of piggyback because this question got posted to me by actually an ex girlfriend. How did it shape how you viewed relationships? So okay, I we found out. I found out about things. We found out about everything. Everything came to light my freshman year of college. Mm. And even though I was like almost an adult, yeah, it hit me hard freshman year of college mm. because it was like thank you hello <laughs> well i uh your freshman year of college is when you were like you just got put out into the world you put out into the world and you feel like you have some sort of stability yeah yeah, yeah. but then after i found this out i realized i was like i actually questioned my whole family situation yep, yep. i didn't even know yep. if my dad was like I felt I was like was he trying to have another family? Because, because uh, of he had two children. Mm. The funny thing is, so like I I come from a very religious background as well. Right. So my mother, that's how my parents met. My parent, my mother is an evangelist, like a Christian evangelist. She used to go preaching all over the world. She went one summer to India, mm. and uh, 
my dad's immediate family is Christian. I have Hindu relatives, but my dad's immediate family is Christian. So that's how she met my dad and his parents. And she was stationed at the church that my parent, my grandparents used yeah. to attend. Yeah. Um, so it's like I was raised with a strict upbringing, also a strict religious upbringing, mm. right? And then I find out See, that my dad was your whole foundation was was rocked. Right. Yeah, I found out. I was like, wait, yeah. hold on, son. Yeah. I used to get really like they 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 you know spare the rod spare the rod spoil the child yeah. type of situation. Yeah, so yeah. like, and I realized I went through. He used to beat me for nothing. <laughs> like yeah, nothing. Like I remember getting. Woken up to punches, mm. you know what yeah. I'm saying? Punches, yeah, like you know, with a, with a, Look. it wasn't a big deal. I mean, I guess it is, but men, <laughs> but of yonder, no, but so it was like, and then I find out this, and I'm like, I just was home late from school, and yeah. <laughs> you were beating me for that, yeah, right, and, and you got a whole other whole situation, yeah, so like. I mean, now we're, I mean, not that we're past it. Yeah. He's He, in, in my opinion, in my mother's opinion, he's never really, my, they're still together. Yeah. My mother ended up raising both the kids. Oh. So it's like, it's just like something. Oh, wow, wow, strong woman. Wow. wow. Yeah, and, I, and, and they're my brothers, I love them. Yeah. You know what I mean? But even my relationship with them isn't great mm. because of <laughs> how everything happened, you know? It's a long, long story. Right. I might get back to it. Let me just take a second. Right, hit that. <laughs> and like, yeah, I mean, is a man, what are these supposed to's of a man is what I always come to. And I feel like you guys hit on, on several of them. Reliability, loyalty, provision, protection, right? Yeah. yeah. These are things that yep. I think of when I think of a man. Yeah. yeah. I would hate for those things to go awash. I think, I think it's going to have to... Each each household is going to have to define that for them. What that for themselves? Except I, I've, I've I've seen well, examples man. of of folks that I wanted to emulate, but literally it's actually kind of blown back in my face. My wife was like, "Yo, like that's them. Like don't compare them to us." And so yes, I may take counsel from you know guys that I respected as far as their relationships, but also realize you know, we have to communicate about what is the expectation you want from me. Because I might have a certain strength or a certain weakness that she may have to pick up on and vice versa. That might not be traditionally male. Yeah. But again, I mentioned the whole taking care of the house thing. Right. right. But 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 you you play the role that you're needed in. And I think that's, that's right. what my Facts. definition right. has, has grown to be. <laughs> it isn't what we've seen in figures in society. It's grown to be what do I need to be in this situation? Is it a financial provider now? Is it an emotional provider? Right, because it's constantly shifting. It, it, it's constantly shifting. If I may, like, I'll just add in the realm of dating out here, <laughs> which I would prefer a man. Um, you know, I grew up in a household where my parents shared the second shift. So, like, mm. I'm even trying to, like, it never even crossed my mind that it might be strange or different that my mom cooked and then my dad immediately got up to clean. Like we cleaned together, we cleaned the dishes. Um, or and we set up the kitchen the way that it started and you uh, do the literal laundry and I fold the laundry and mom puts her clothes in the laundry, <laughs> right? You know, like everybody's just out here doing whatever it is that they do. Dad like does the car stuff so we don't ever have to think about what happens with the cars. 
great, because I don't want to have to think about it. And right, hello. <laughs> um, and wherever I was going with that was the point of essentially, I like that, that's what I would want to be dating. Oh, right, I got myself. Okay, so finding someone that would be willing to share on a very minuscule level, open the door for me, pull out my chair, offer to pay the bill, the full bill on a date. Ask me out on a date. Talk to me in real life. I mean, could I go on? So you're saying you're not experiencing that? That's what I'm not experiencing. I have been single for nine years. Nine. So, so I, I think so. I think it's gonna be a combination. Just tossing it out. Yeah, I, I think I think it's gonna be a combination. All right, I think it's gonna be a combination of what they already bring to the table, and there could be things. Which is light. It could. It could be. Like I said, it, I, I don't know. Um, who you have been dating, but I will. My guess is that it's either not innate in them or certain things that you might look for haven't been communicated to them. I want to say this as well, though. You know what? Some in this day and age, I can see a lot of men being intimidated by you, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's, I, I, which is unfortunate. That, yes. But as I said, roles have been reversing for several years now, right? And a well-spoken, attractive woman who seems virtually, you know, nomadic and independent, like... <laughs> like I don't need you or something? Like, you know, so they're like, uh, uh, you know, like, they may not know how to approach. I like that. That's something that I welcome. Mm. But in this day and age, a lot of men aren't like that anymore. Yeah. Right. But also I have to say, people aren't appreciating the man in the household anymore. Right. So it's like a catch-22. Like, oh, we don't need men for anything. Right, so that's what I started this conversation <laughs> off with because maybe that is what's being, you know, perpetuated through the mindsets of these younger yeah. men who are in this, like, you my age range, let's say, plus 10, 10, <laughs> plus or minus 10. And they're like, well, she's not even gonna want me to, to look at her, so let alone, why would I think to even open a door? Because that's sexual harassment. That's, this, I, that's I believe that. it also depends that's, on your exposure to what you're dealing with on a daily basis. It's like if you're working in Manhattan, sure. where you have a demographic of everybody, right? there's a lot of opinions flying around. Sure. I own a recycling company. I'm in a yard all day with trucks and yeah. I don't I don't know what's going that, on. That, yeah. I don't know what's <laughs> going on yeah. as far as like the kids talking about, we don't need man, blah, blah. We're men in a yard. Right. We're dirty. <laughs> selling cars. I'm men out here doing, doing like men stuff. I'm dirty. I'm dirty head to toe every right. day. When I get home, like, I will cook, I will do whatever, but shit, I'm tired, man. I've been working right. my ass off. Right. Yeah. So I don't really I don't really get the feedback from people, maybe because I'm not around so many people as you guys are around on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. You know, you meet with different clients. My clients are the same clients over and over again. It's a right. recurring business. Repeat. I don't even see them half the time. Right. So it's like, what's happening? I kind of catch a glimpse on TV, but to be honest, you don't watch I don't really watch TV. <laughs> I'm so wrapped up right. in my world and trying to build myself to become somebody that can provide for my family because my family wasn't able to do that. Right. I watched them have a structure for me to grow up with right. and lose everything. Lost yeah. the house, lost the marriage, lost, lost, lost everything. Mm. It made me go into a bubble where I just focus on what I got to do so that does never happen to me or my family ever. And it makes it, it almost puts like a blinder on you to what's yeah. happening with the whole feminism and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. And I'll be honest, I'll, I'll sit here and say, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't pay attention. I don't even know because people that know me, people that attempt to hang out with me, I'm busy. 
Yeah. I really don't have time to hang out. I'm grinding. It's like it's almost like I'm the '50s guy. <laughs> like I'm out there just nonstop. Like let's go. Like me and Sim talk. Yeah, and he true. says, you're trying to do this? You're trying to do something else? You're trying to do something else? Right. Yeah. Because I, I'm not wrapped up in the politics of what's, what, 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 what everybody's talking about. I, can, yeah. I, don't, I don't care. I need to do what I got to do to get to the next step. And it sounds selfish, but no. hey, man, like, I, no, sooner or later, I'm going to have a wife and kids that I need to provide for. Yeah. So I'm wrapped up in everybody else's opinion. Where, where are we going? No, what are we doing? It's like, I almost feel like it's a... Bro. But, it, but it's interesting to hear what you're saying about the children. Because oh, I am so disheartened by these kids. Every single day, I come home and I have to really. Oh, you hot now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what's but what's the information that's put out through the media and through it's television? Crap. And so Cardi B. So it's forth. garbage. Oh, I'm sorry, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So these people get vilified. These this? men get vilified no. for maybe gl- like lightly grazing a butt. Look, I'm not about men grabbing my cheeks. You know what I mean? But uh, a light graze, I'm like. And then for Cardi B to be out here, I was dropping um, whatever the the drugs are called in the drinks. And she's like, I had to do it to get by when I was a stripper, whatever the hell. And people are like, that was hot for like a week. And now we've all forgotten. So that's fine. And Bill Cosby is in jail. And these are the, this is what kids are seeing though. And you know, the algorithm, the more that they click, the more that they get fed, whatever it is that they've clicked. That's what they're seeing. As a, as a, and I, and I use Cardi B as an example a lot to like, I'd just be on the phone during the day with people. Like good friends of mine that are also business, we get into these conversations, and I say to myself, I say to them, "What are we emulating? What are we emulating? We are glorifying fake. Kim Kardashian. We're glorifying fake and disregarding (laughs) real, real shit. It's mind-boggling to me that what is it? What is it? Kylie, Kylie, right? Kylie, Kylie, the youngest one, right? Has a lip product line. Yep. When no offense to her." Her lips are bought. So it's like you guys are emulating. You want, you want your lips to be like hers and you're buying her products mm. to make or to make it seem like you will have lips like hers. Which are bought. <laughs> like, so if you want lips like hers, buy them. Buy the lips. Don't buy the products. Yeah. And now she's the you want results? billionaire. Don't go to the gym. Pump your ass up. Right. Get so, some booze. So un- un- unfortunately, you're, you're fighting human nature, right? So you're fighting what is stimulated and exciting versus what is mundane and also fun foundational yeah. you're, you're fighting that and that is almost ingrained to how we're wired it's a generation it's a generational thing it, happening it, right it, now. it is it is but at the same time i had this conversation with, with someone the other day and if you were to see a tv show that is riddled with just fake life right how much did the reality tv boom take over our generation oh yeah but we realized at a very early point it's fake but I'm addicted to it because I'm entertained of, because by of the it. stimulus. It's entertaining. But, but as a foundation, we had Family Matters. We had Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. We did. We, we no, we exactly. Did. So we did. We had a foundation of actual. It, it was an actual foundation. They touched upon family issues, mm-hmm. how to get through these family, family issues. Values. Will, Will Smith, uh, Complex, put it up on Instagram a couple of days ago. Twenty-five years ago, yesterday. They put up the episode of Will Smith about crying about his father. Oh, yeah, right, right. They said it was the saddest episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It was like the third or fourth episode. Oh. Real shit. Mm-hmm. What are the kids, what are we, 
What yeah, are we that feeding transition, people? That transitioned into Richard Bay show and all these other crazy shows about my boyfriend, your husband, yep. your man, your yep. baby, ba- your baby daddy. Oh, Maury. Oh, and then the talk shows. Yeah, went to those up. crazy talk shows and everybody was glued oh. to them. Sally, Jesse, Raphael. I mean, oh. they were all on. Yeah. Oprah was part of it also at some point. Yeah. So then there's, so it went from what you're talking about to that, mm-hmm. to where there's just Jersey a Shore. <laughs> you know. Jersey Shore, there's just a complete flux yeah. now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a toss up. I, I don't even watch TV. I don't know. I, I don't watch TV I don't, either. I don't know. I do. I'm not interested. I watch I animals. Do. I do. I work in television. They're still real. Mm-hmm. But what people don't realize is it sucks because the general public, the masses are ignorant. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a fact. We're glorifying spiritual. I can't front. I'm I watch. Sad, but you're absolutely correct. Yes, I can't front. I watch ignorant television at times, mm-hmm. but I do feel that I have the intelligence or the to know the difference to realize that this is yes. This is I, I'm entertained by this. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to emulate this. And most people don't have that nope. capability. Nope. They watch this and they say, oh, that's how I should do it? That's how I should act to my, my significant other? Mm-hmm. Or that's how I should act to my parents, my family? Mm-hmm. And it's messed up. Yeah. I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> well, I think it goes back to having conversations at the table or having conversations with your family or your guardians or whoever those mentors are. Like when there used to be apprenticeships, there used to be mentorships. Those were like the same, those were parallels of which we don't have, but are creating. So, so the, the, and this, uh, and and when we've taught this, something I put a lot of study into, right? The issue with that is that it is mentee driven. You can have somebody that takes interest in a, in a younger person, Mm-hmm. Or, or even a peer. There's, there's peer mentorship, there's reverse mentorship, all that type. But it's mentee driven. If that person is not receptive enough to say, I want to learn the difference, I want to know a perspective that I don't have now, it's going to fall on deaf ears. They're not going to get the same sort of divider that, that we got. Well, we can sit there and we could listen to, you know, to Chief Keith and Cardi B. We can listen to all that, but know what real life is and know some of the foundational stuff. And how to code switch. Yeah, you know, it, that doesn't happen. You know, they, These kids are they not they code switching. <laughs> they don't have that. Because, because they, don't, they don't have not just enough people to be able to invest in them, but they also don't realize the critical need to be able to no. reach out and say, hey, I need help. Because that that part is not taught. That part is not taught to say, hey, I, I need help. There's a place in my life that I am missing a huge component. I see that you have it. Can you show me what's up? People, people don't know how to do that. And the, and the younger generation hasn't been given that because we still, I think as our generation, struggle to ask for help. So they don't see that. I think it's a problem with familiar units being broken up and not, or not even existing. So with kids being yes. raised without the father image. Yeah. Without I was going to touch upon that as far. Go ahead. Mother, father. No, yes. please step in. Going deeper than rap. We have people having children super young mm-hmm. and probably the most expensive time in history. Mm-hmm. Now you have parents that are having children as children mm-hmm. that both need to work two jobs yep. just to be able to afford an apartment. Where does the kid get coached yeah. if both parents are at work all day? Yeah. Whereas your father, I'm sure, was at work. Maybe your mother, I don't know the situation. Maybe your mother's at home. Nope. But at some point or another, your father came home yep. and sat, you know, there was always a fit. Like for me, I don't care where you are, bicycle, basketball, whatever, your ass better be fucking home at 5.30 in the night and we're eating dinner, all of us together. 
you better be here. If you're not here, you already know. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. You already know. You already know. <laughs> and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'll be honest with you guys, I never got beat in my life. Oh. Ever. His voice was enough was to put right. you in a corner. Right. I learned from my brother. That's it. He screwed up, and I watched him. That's <laughs> it. I ain't doing that. And then you went to martial arts, and you were yeah. like, freak basketball. Yeah. So, yeah. so, now, yeah. so now we're at a time where you don't have that. You have people that are exhausted mm -hmm. because they're both working so hard just to be able to afford, especially where we live, the North, the Northeast. Yeah. Right. To pay for health insurance. To pay for anything. Yeah. Car insurance, a car, rent, groceries. Yeah. People are not getting paid properly to have children and they're pumping children out like it's a, like, like it's a job. Like this is not the 50s. Yeah. So and I can't touch upon the 50s. I wasn't born in the 50s. <laughs> sure. But what I'm saying is it's expensive to have a child yeah. and now i feel like now more than ever yourself. you're right right <laughs> especially up here right. but the children because of social media etc are getting fed all this you know jersey shore all this all the crap we're yep, talking yep, about yep. they're having they're having children at 16 years old seven mm. because they don't have the guidance to say no that's not the right way well you got kylie <laughs> sorry, so, so, sorry. So it's so fine. Who's, so who's there? It's so fine. Who's, who's there to, to, to give? That's that? what I'm saying. Who's there? So I mean, so let's let's just say that you have again the two parent household that both of them have to work, right? Mm -hmm. And that's not a quick fix. As much as as we have different initiatives to try to help out with that, we know mm -hmm. it's not a quick fix. Mm -hmm. Who can we show them that is available to them? as a sort of secondary, whether it be coaches, whether it be teachers, how, how can we show them how to be able to, to realize that there's other male figures that are out there. Your, your father may not be there all the time, mm -hmm. whether, whether they are passed away or whether they are working, but how do we teach them how to be able to seek out those positive figures? Where are children when they're not at home? Children, most of the day, where are they when they're school. not at home? School. school. What do school teachers get paid? How much? That's true. Shit. They gotta who's get their motivated own stuff who's to fill the classroom. Yeah, mm. Who's motivated to mentor anybody mm. when you yourself as a teacher can't afford your own lifestyle? Mm. You're struggling, you're stressed. Yeah. You're, look, you're, you're on social media while your kids are taking a test because you're looking for the escape. Mm -hmm. uh, if we even because, go to this educational convo, now you got, you got Common Core, you teach teaching to the test, there's no point in being a teacher because you can't creatively teach, you can only teach to what this test tells you, which the tests are every other week. Yeah. And the kids are all failing because they don't understand how you're teaching towards this test. Yeah. Some kids are kinetic learners, everybody has ADD, everybody has mm -hmm. autism, and you have to have IEPs or specialized education for these kids. Yep. And the by the time these kids get home, the parents are exhausted and they're exhausted to even think about their specialized kid. Yeah. It's, it's too much. Or their regular kid. Yeah. Or anybody. Who needs a little attention because- And the kids may even be like, you know what? I'm good, don't and then, worry about me, mom and dad. And then everybody turns to the phone to <laughs> escape it all. The parents are at home. If they had time to have dinner, they're on the phone. They're looking at Instagram. So when we were at Warriors the other day and I showed you those kids? Little kids. Little kids. At I the see table the kid with the family. Two, three, four years old. I over the head. With that, the high that's, 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 like, that's right. Bones yeah. should not be at the dinner at table. The table. You, know where I was, you know where I was as a child in the restaurant? We used to go out to eat every Monday night at Tracy's. Oh. You remember Tracy's in Little Fair? I do. Okay, we used to go to okay. Tracy's every, every, every night, every Monday night. You know where I was? At the bar, talking to the bartender Mike, just bullshitting, <laughs> hanging out with adults. With at adults bar. at all no times, there was no response. games, there was no yeah. headphones, there was none of no, this. No, there was communique. There was communication. There was, was with adults at all times. We had that older figure. 
you, you had you had the space that was opened up to be able to have that older figure. My parents had me old. My my father was. <laughs> my, no, they were I'm able to pass on the yeah. wisdom. Yeah. Not a childhood. Yeah. My father was 40, my mother was 30. Yeah. It's a big difference when you were 16, 17, 20 years old having a child. Yeah. My father's been Wait, through the father was 40 when, she, when he had you and yes. your mom was Yes. Yeah, so that's funny. My mother was 40 and my father was 30. Okay, so the roles are reversed. Okay. They, but they had oh. Yeah. But there's a different wisdom you pass on as an older. That's very true. I, I believe the same. I don't think I would like to have kids until I'm around 35. 36. So they so they have the net. They that's always what I thought because that's how they were. 36. Uh, I was like, that's my max because that's what they did. <laughs> what am I going to? I mean, I, thank God I've done well for myself. What am I going to? I don't even have time for myself. How can I have time for a child? What am I going to teach you? Why not get financially stable? You're right. Pass wisdom from becoming financially stable because you learn a lot along that, that route. Mm -hmm. that route, the route. Hopefully you've learned a lot. Hopefully you've learned a lot. I mean, ideally, that's what we all want. I mean, ideally, <laughs> and then life happens. That's what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, life didn't happen like that for me. Well, if it's unexpected, it's unexpected. You got to do what you have to do. Correct. So and you just, you're going off of what, you know, your relationship with your father. Like you said, you're saying, I love you every day. You're doing this. You're passing a wisdom your father didn't pass to you. Yeah. You know what, though? It's so funny because I don't know if... Uh, him doing him the way that he was might have just made just forged me to be opposite off of off of <laughs> jump. That's that's real. MPC. That's real. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of crazy because my mother learning in the reverse. I, see. I don't know. That's going. My mother, she'll say some things to me like I I cannot let a woman walk on the outside ah, of the street of the curb. Yeah. Of the curb. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Right. My dad never did that. Mm. Oh. My dad never. Do you think that was cultural? I don't know. <laughs> like he grew up in India, right? Yeah. Like, are there? I mean, I've been to India, but I don't know where he grew up. But like, are there Bombay. curves? He, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, Bombay was like it's like New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, um, so where did you learn that then? I don't know. Maybe you picked it up because he was a sponge. My mom asked me that. Like, where did you get that from? Uh -huh. Oh. Like, my, and I, I, I don't really know. I'd be curious. If, I'd be curious if, if you track that down, you, like yeah. just to the memory, because I, I would. I would almost bet it's either been somebody who was close to you that you saw it on a recurring basis. Could have even been a TV show you liked. Or it might have been. It might have been something like that. Subconsciously, because, yeah. like, you mentioned your role models were people that were on TV. Though I was a kid. I was the only child for like my, my whole life. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, and I was, I played, sorry guys, I'm not in that boat, but I respect yeah. y'all. <laughs> I, I, I have two brothers now, but yeah. my mom and my dad, I was the only child. Yeah. Cool. So I had a lot of time to myself, mm -hmm. a lot of watched, I watched a lot of television, I watched movies, mm -hmm. I read a lot, but my mom asked me, like, where did you, like, my dad is, is not really the door opening type. Mm -hmm. I do that. Mm. I make it a point to do that. I make it a point to do that with my mom. It doesn't matter. My mom. Maybe that mom. was it. You were taking care of your mom, like in a way that maybe you saw was absent. I'm, I'm curious if we saw the specific level. action though. And then that's, that's what I'm, I'm actually pretty I'm, fascinated I'm, by I'm it too. Like, did you hang out? Did you interact with any of your mom's relatives or siblings, men? No, no. My mom was very active in the church. But so I was kind of. What about the pastor? The pastor was a female. <laughs> I have I have I won't say it's a theory, but I have something that I highlighted in in the book, right? Where mentors or role models aren't necessarily always one of y'all mentioned. You remember your family member matters. Yes. They're not going to always be 
real figures. One of the people that I that I highlight was 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 ET or Eric Thomas. Right, I followed him. There's certain things that I just met. Him. There's certain I don't know who that is. We'll talk afterwards. Yeah, I just I there's, there's there's certain attributes that I that I had subscribed to his channel and started to watch what he does as far as how he builds business, but also how he treats people. And I realized that people can have what I like to call almost a passive mentor, where they're not necessarily having that personal relationship with you, but you watch them enough and are purposely being attentive to some of their actions because. Oh, that's something that I, like. I want to do, right? You know, and and said so it could have been something that was intentional. Could have been something. I'm curious if it was something that was, you know, you saw through a, a TV figure since that was a major part of of your interest that you might have just picked up. But I, I feel like of, that's a very real possibility. I had a lot of respect for my father. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I still do. Yeah. Um, but I knew at a very young age that I I just wanted to be as Manly as possible, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like I wanted to make sure that my mom, any significant other that I had, was good. You right. know what I'm saying? Like that was just that. That was just me. Yeah. I can't put a. a and what does that include? Like them being good. What does that include? Just meaning okay that they uh, that they feel provided for. They feel protected. They feel stimulated. Um, Emotional, financially, what? Yeah, like, yeah, all those Yeah, things. and of course, you know, like, life is life. You, you're you gonna have shortcomings in different areas. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're putting your best foot forward in a, a majority of the categories that you wanna put your best foot forward, then the person that you're with, your significant other, is gonna reciprocate yeah. that. Yeah. Right. Agreed. So. They're gonna compliment. That's yeah. how I kind of approach things. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel like you're the last frontier? The last of the Mohicans? No, I, I feel like if that happens, we fail as a, as, as a generation. That's how I feel like it is. Right I, I feel like we, if you're not going to always, and, and, and both of you guys are, are parents, like, I feel like if you don't see your children progress beyond where you have been, then you feel like, hey, then, then what did I not do right? And correct me if I'm wrong. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a parent yet that I know of. No, no. <laughs> I'll pull the way later on. Right, right, right. And, and, Just like and, get an and, update. And confirm that. Um, I'm dead. But but that's something that I, that I wound up hearing from my father like later on in life. It was like I think we were kind of butting heads on some stuff, and he was like, "I want you to be better than me." It was like yes. if, if I if, if if you are not better than me, then I didn't do my job. What's so, better include? Yeah, that's I think right, like smarter, like more degreed, yeah. uh, more passionate about whatever they do. Like you didn't just have a grind and just like go to the cubicle every day or it's going to be subjective to, to them based on their experiences. Uh, knowing my pops, it's it's been impacting how we treat people and how we take care of people mm-hmm. like that. I know that's very specific to I like him. That model. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I'm asking. I want to know about you. Not yeah. you, you like to blanket generalize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> everything's relative. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for you. Yeah. and your dad what was that it's it's, it's definitely impact um, everywhere he went I saw the charisma not necessarily of, of flash but of how he took care of people how people were gravitated to him um, he had some bad chance to, to read a snippet of, of the book and, and I highlighted you know he used to take us back to his old neighborhood in Philly and I would see even the people that necessarily didn't leave the area that it's called what it was like some of them were, were alcoholics some of them were dope fiends but you could see how he treated them with the same respect right and mm-hmm. if there was anything that he could do for them at the time like he would do and, and I saw that early on and, and for me that was always my model of, of success is 
how much of an impact can I have? Mm -hmm. I'm still finding my niche well, of yes. how I do that, but that's something that I really understood from him was, was how well do you take care of the people around mm -hmm. you? If, if the people in your sphere of influence, if they're not better because you were there, then, then what are you doing? Do you feel your father the same thing for his circle of people? You know, what I, what, as, as, as Who I, was I was your dad's circle of people? My, my father didn't have a lot of right. he was circles. Um, my father worked in Bethlehem Steel, shipyards in Hoboken. And as a matter of fact, we moved from Brooklyn, New York to Hoboken, New Jersey, basically following Bethlehem Steel because he had somewhat steady work. It wasn't really steady, but it was steady enough. And uh, his brothers, my uncles, weren't as helpful as they could have been. My father was disgruntled as I found out later on that, and I can't give you a reason why, but my grandmother hid a certificate that he had gotten for a scholarship to go to a tailoring school. And she hid it in the drawer. And he never had that opportunity. He, he never knew anything about it. Your father. And my father. And, uh, but the other things that I learned from my father was <clears throat> he never made excuses. Uh, you know, you, you, you treat blacks this way, you treat whites this way. Um, I, I didn't get this because I'm black. I never heard him come up with an excuse. And I've never learned to have those excuses. I've always just done what I needed to do to get things done. Um, in, in his time of which I had with him, he was a powerful figure because he was, a, in my opinion, was a man's man. Mm -hmm. he, 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 set, he set the pace, he set the tone for the house. Um, my brother's just went off the rails for some reason. I don't know, I think I'm an aberration sometimes as to why I became- Who the youngest? The youngest also. Okay. Um, <coughs> why I became the person that I did and why there were failures in others, my siblings, I don't know. You think that that influenced your career? It influenced my career. I, I, uh, mm -hmm. I became a policeman at 19. Mm -hmm. I, I did a year of college and then I had an opportunity to become a policeman, which I never wanted to do. And a guy said, you know, you should try, you should take the test. And I took the test. And I came out number one and ego took over. So I said, you know what, let me, let me put this college thing on hold and I'll, I'll be a policeman for six months. Let me see what it takes for somebody to carry a gun. And that became 29 years of uh -huh. being a policeman. Yeah. Um, but do you feel your father's influence or your brother's influence is? I feel my father's influence mightily to, to just do the right thing and, and, and take care of my family and be the best that I can be, no matter what it is. And his dream was for me to go to college and he never got to see me finish college and to get my master's degree and to just continue on and teach uh, college classes. He never got to see those things. That is interesting it, though, if you ever thought to link like your brother's going off the rails and you having a bit of more respect for like rules. Like off the rails and on the rails. 100%. Right, you was on the rails. I was on the rails. I mean, you like a rule book, guidebooks, yeah, in the lines. Yeah, I do. You're right. Yes, and I, I mean, I mean, so. maybe it wasn't conscious, right? But that is an interesting linkage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, they're not here with us now. They went hello off the rails. Yeah, and you were the youngest. Yeah, and you so was you carrying saw, everybody. So they, they, it's like oh, they were almost indirect mentors to you of how you didn't want. Right. To be, Again, right. learning in reverse. Mm -hmm. And I would have liked to have had an older brother who, you know, showed you the rules. Like I could go to my, right. my, my of course, brother. Of course, I, I, of course. I, I didn't have that. Yeah. I, it was always just me. Mm -hmm. So I, I, that was part of my whole solo thing that I was telling you earlier. 
It's always just been me. I depend on me. But you've also had um, nephews and other family members come out the woodies yes. and be like, I've always looked up to you and respected you. Yes. I mean, I try to do the best that I can for the family members. Yes. Without being overbearing. Yeah, no. You're uh, not. Not being overbearing. But is it, it is interesting, like the linkages when you start. Mm -hmm to be conscious of some of those things that you weren't before because you're going about your day-to-day -day life. And we're all yeah. adults now, so like, yeah. we don't have time to be looking behind. We're just going forward and trying to get this bread. Yeah. But Indirect mentorship. But that is, you're absolutely that right. That is interesting. I, I thought of it that way. Because you, I mean, you know, you were going going to check up on them in jail or in prison or wherever, and uh, then he was carrying people on your shoulders, essentially, like the whole fam. So that's like a lot. That's like a toll. But also, you took it willingly, and that seems like a, man, like a man's... I mean, yeah, it's wrong. It's, it's, always, it's, always, it's always a, um, like what we were just talking about, like a need to help. So as I say, your circle, your brothers were your circle. How can yeah. I help? How can I check up? How can I make sure? Mm -hmm. And my career is going to be, damn it, I'm going to make sure that I'm running this, this straight line. <laughs> Yeah, you know. It's it's funny. So it's almost uh, I'm a huge Marvel nerd, and like I think about the whole Spider-Man thing. It's like with great power comes that responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. And and that kind of leads me to the whole fluidity of a male's or a, a guy's role. Is you know if I have the power to do something, if it's for the positive, then. I'm almost self-sufficient if I don't, as long mm -hmm. as it's not putting me in a life or death situation or something right. like that. But why not? Like, like I said, I have the ability to, to create my own business and provide. Mm -hmm. I have the responsibility. If I have the ability to take care of, of my family, then I almost feel obligated to to do so. Yes. And, I, and, and it's and it's I think it's like one of those unwritten old school male rules of like I, if I have the ability to do it. I, I, I should. You do Let it. me ask you, you this. Is, it, is that even a, like... Uh, it's not an obligation. You just do it. Yeah. It's not like even a gender role, though? Because, like, is that, is there, or is that just like a, like a benevolent human? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you can do for the people that you care about or the people that you love, yeah. you're going to do or you yes, should you do. Oh, yes, you should. Yes. You know, like... And creating opportunities for those people as well. That's, and the best way that yeah. you can. Like, what is yeah. the, you know, what's the best way that you can provide? Or, like, because I... In this day and age, I've, I've totally like, okay, I consider myself to be somewhat successful, all right, nice. Um, my last relationship, she was a, a successful individual, mm. cool. Um, I thought about like, if, you know, let's say, could I actually be, she was she was a lawyer, right? And mm. she was, she was a very, she was a good lawyer. She was new, but she was like a very good lawyer. So I said, you know, like we toyed with the, with the joke, you know, could I be like, let's say a stay at home, you know, like a house husband or something like yeah, that, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, she was like, I guess she considered herself to be a feminist or whatever, but I was like, I could do that, mm -hmm. right? But I'm going to do a finite time. Do I want to? Wait, but no, I said I could, but I'm gonna do all the yard work, all of it, all, everybody's in the neighborhood. I'm gonna do blowing everybody's. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna cook, but I'm gonna do all the yard work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I make sure. Uh, I feel like okay. At I play, least I play my part. I'm the man. Yo, still. Oh, man. I'm still a man. I told you, know, my boys and I were having this conversation a little bit about a week ago. I said, if my wife made two to three, four times, and I did. I will go to Target right now and get a big old apron and smock and be in that thing, <laughs> chefing it up. No, Flipping these cakes. No problem. No problem <laughs> with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about what is the end goal here. I And, and that's just part of how I was raised. Like, I, I don't care 
who does it is the job getting done. Like, and, and, and honestly, some of that came from, I was in law enforcement for a few years and, and some of that came from, I, I don't care who does it. it it, can we get the job done? Like mm-hmm. it's it's, it's mission first partnership. Yeah, like, I, I don't that care about who, who does it. See, I'm a little like a, I don't know. I don't know. I would do that, but I still got to do some stuff that it's still labeled man work. <laughs> I got work out. I'm cook, but I got to do some yard stuff too. So it's almost like yeah. something that needs to be satiated. Yeah, I mean, it's an or or just. Or is that me just being ignorant? Right. Is that me being ignorant? I want to go that far, no, but I do. I, I wonder if it, if it vacillates between like not just innate. innate. It's just like the blood that runs through your veins. <laughs> because I shouldn't necessarily be like okay, like okay, yes, I should. Yeah, but shoulds are toxic because there are certain type of men, right? This is just the way you're genetically. I feel like this is the way you're genetically built. Hit us with his Socrates. I'm just saying go, the way go. the way you're genetically built. My father in the 70s was an enforcer. You owed money, he collected money. Mommy. He's a tough guy. We know that. He doesn't take shit from anybody. We used to work, my father was an antique dealer my whole life. On Thursday nights, we'd come to 26th and si- uh, 25th and 6th, up the block from here, mm-hmm. park our truck full of antiques. If there was a car in the way, he was moving it. Who was moving it? My little arm was going in the window, opening the door. We're starting it, we're moving. Whatever it took to provide for my family, he did it. Yeah. I feel like certain people are not exactly built that tough. And for him to go home and cook, wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't happening. It just wasn't, wasn't in his vocabulary. He was out there lifting furniture and going back to creating opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, when, I, when we used to come here Saturday and Sunday to the city, he employed ex-convicts, drug dealers, yeah. uh, you know, ex-cons. I mean. He gave everybody an opportunity. Yeah. So as far as mentors are concerned, he was the boss. Yeah. But I also had all these other guys that ran the other side of the fence teaching me as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he put me in charge of the truck at 10 years old. You, you, were, you were exposed to, to I was ex- older figures. Chelsea early, Manhattan yeah. was not Chelsea Manhattan that it is. Wow. <laughs> oh. Chelsea Manhattan was prostitution, drugs. I got robbed when I was like eight years old. Mm. You know, like it, it was not a place that you had a child, yeah. but it was a place of adults. It was yeah. a place where I learned how to become a man. Yeah. So what I'm saying is like what he's saying, I'm that type of person that he is. I will cook, I will clean, I will do this. But my dad is like, oh, <laughs> you know, Early. not like yeah. he's just, it's just not in his vocabulary. And he went to school to become a baker. Wow. Really? Oh, shoot. But he liked being a tough guy better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's just what he liked to do. After antiques, uh, antiques started to trend off. He went oh. back into his helping people and also his tough guy role was being a bounty hunter. He couldn't be a cop because he's too old to become a, a police officer. Oh. Um, bounty hunting was the next best thing, and he was damn good at it. I mean, they sent him all over the place, Ohio. I mean, if they couldn't, oh. find, if they couldn't find people, he would find them. He would drive with people's mug shots on his speedometer and just look at them all day and manifest oh. catching this. John. Uh-huh. criminal, whatever they might be, uh-huh. especially like a child molest or something, he really wanted to catch these people. Yeah, yeah. He really wanted to make the streets better. But it was also, like I said, it was an ego thing where he had to feel macho. Mm-hmm. I went with him on many occasions. Not really for me. You know, it's, 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 he used to get a thrill out of kicking somebody's door down where I'm there like, hey man, like you never know what's on the other side of that door. Right, right, but right. he loved walking into the danger. Now, we were saying as far as you doing the reverse role type of thing, uh-huh. I'm the type of person. He 
is absolutely not that type of person. Mm-hmm. And I knew this growing up. I felt this energy about his mannerisms and my mannerisms. Mm-hmm. And I says to myself, it doesn't align. When? Like, when did that kick in? Teenage years. Yeah. See, my father was extremely strict on me. So when we grew up in the fleet, when I was growing up in the flea market on the weekends, mm-hmm. I was in charge of the truck at 10, 11 years old. Mm-hmm. He was on my ass. Mm-hmm. You fold the quilts the wrong way, I'm getting screamed at. In front of everybody. People have stopped on the sidewalk and said to my father, you shouldn't talk to your child like that. And he's like, you know, ready to fight, like, yeah. mind your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my son. Yeah. He's not going to be, you know, brought up like a sissy. He's going to do things the right way. He's not going to do things three times. He's going to do it the right way the first time, and that's it. I don't want to hear it. So I was, ra- I was raised like that. Around teenage years, I started questioning. I said, man, his mannerisms and my mannerisms, they just don't match. Yeah. So I start, and it's an energy that I cannot describe. I can't describe it. I asked my mother, I said, listen, I was maybe seven, 16, 17 years old. We were at the house. I remember where we were. I said, Ma, you know, did you ever cheat? Because I feel like my, I feel like dad's not my dad. That's, that's a, what that's I feel a like. Bold question. That's funny because mm. I, mm, that's a bold I feel like, question. I feel like daddy's not my, I feel like he's not my father. Yeah. I feel like we are completely different individuals and it's an energy that I can't describe. And she's, yeah. you know, originally she's like, what are you crazy? Yeah. Right, right. That's your father, blah, blah, blah. That's your father. Yeah. So <laughs> years go on and we go out to lunch. I was probably 20 years old. I was building oh. race cars at the time. I was doing my thing. I had, we had our own thing going on. Right. And I asked the question again over lunch. I said, Ma, listen, you know, it was just a random time for me to ask her. It wasn't like we built up to it. We didn't have a conversation about it. Right. It was like, Ma, listen, if you cheated, it's cool. I want to know yeah. who it is because I know it's not. I know this. I know that dad is not my father. I just know, I know this feeling inside of my body. I know it. Mm. And she started busting out crying. I said, whoop, there it is. I got it. Not my pops. Mm. Damn. So she says to me, you're correct. He's not your father biologically, but I didn't cheat. I said, so tell me, what's the deal? She said, he wanted to have a kid so bad to raise a child, to raise a child, to mm. raise a little man, a, a daughter, anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wanted to raise somebody so bad, he was infertile. So I'm a seed baby. Mm. It was his decision as, no, no, mind you, macho man right, right. made the decision to say, you're gonna go get artificially inseminated. Wow, interesting. So when, when I found that out, you know, m- I wouldn't say most, but some people would be like, you know, F you dad, like, you know, my dad. Listen, I was not a, I was not a, my model student growing up. I was involved with all types of nonsense where at any moment he could have said, you know what, this is not even my problem. Mm. Me and your mother argue mm. with the business, blah, blah, blah. You're always in trouble, blah, blah, blah. I'm out of here. I'm mm. done. This is not my issue. Yeah. Talking about role models, talking about sacrifice. Mm. How selfless can you be? Yeah. So it's like where I could have reversed it and said, you know, F you dad, you're not my dad. It's right. like, wow. I, you I respect mature, you, you even more, more now yeah. wanted me. because you seriously raised me yeah. knowing that. And now it's like it, it's a complex where I look at him that and I'm not going to say he failed. He didn't fail. It's just that he wasn't aware because he was so busy trying to provide. He yeah. wasn't aware. How does he see me accomplish so much? How does he feel about that? Mm. Knowing 
that I don't come from his loin. Does your mom know who the... It's, uh, it's anonymous. We, nobody knows. It was an anonymous... I, and he, you know, I donated anonymously. Okay, so you're, 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 you're part of it, yeah. My father to this oh, day wow. does not know that I know this. Mm. Right. Oh, he oh wow. Oh. And I would not tell him. Right. Wow. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Wow. That's real. How do you feel about the fact <clears throat> that your mom didn't Wait, tell you you had this. to ask? No, no, nothing. I don't, I don't hold that against her because of who my father is. Right. What was she going to tell you anyway? Your father is your father. That's who you When are. I was a child, I might have blurted that out. God knows what he's going to do. Yeah. He's a loose cannon. He's, he's, uh-huh. a, he's a short fuse. Oh, yeah. Never, listen, and I don't want to put it out there like that. Uh, no, no, anywhere. no. Yep. Never touch me. Never touch no. my mom. No. Never even, my mom was the only one that ever smacked me because I said F you to her one time. And he got highly upset with her. He said, you ever touch him again, that's it. Wow. I'm calling authorities. It's going to be a problem. You don't touch him. You do not ever touch him. Really? Yeah. For real. That's wow. not what my household was. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for telling wow. us that, yo. But the, the wow. discipline that I got from him, from just being a bold voice and that enough. intimidating factor. Yeah was enough yeah i didn't need to be hit yeah it was enough to, it, it, cheers out here to dads yeah really you know what hey. i'm saying dads getting the job done yeah, real talk. today real these talk. days salud yes <laughs> thank you for sharing that i don't mean to be emotional so yeah so um he doesn't know um i don't think he'll ever watch this episode because i won't tell him about it's it be fine. <laughs> yep. but the he day that, the day you know the day that i tell him would be the day that you know he's he's going yeah and it'll be like a thank you, you know, because it's like uh, his decision. You know, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 heavy. It is. It's heavy, but it's not. It's humbling. I, I just think it's humbling. It's super humbling yeah, and it's humbling. super yeah. selfless. Yeah. Super selfless, selfless is the word. So I mean, when we talk about a mentor, sacrificing, guiding, etc. Mm-hmm. Technically, the man's not my father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's how a much friend. does that matter? Yeah. It doesn't matter at right. all. Zero. Oh, he's your father. Right. He's your father. Oh, he's 100, absolutely 100, your father. Biologically, I'm, I'm speaking. I, I get you. He's my father. Biologically, no. His DNA is not in my body. Yeah. But his influence is in my body. Yeah. So it's like even more of a... I'm, I commend him even more yeah. than if he was my father. Because you as her father... You have a responsibility. Like, you know that this is, like, you did this. This is your thing. He made a decision. Yes, he did. This wasn't an act. It was a decision. It was a decision to go in there a as a manly. Committed decision. Committed decision as a manly man to go in there and let, let all your manlyhood go out the window. All your pride that you're supposed yeah. to have as a manly man yeah. out the window. I want to raise a kid. Mm-hmm. And I always question, why don't I have brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. That's why. It's, it's interesting. Like, I feel like it kind of circles back to the, the whole like, when you saw your dad as human. Because mm-hmm. at first, I feel like there's this reaction of resentment initially. And then you get to this space of, of humility and appreciation. Right. And it's, and it's a very weird transition. Like, we I, had, I had, I, I didn't understand. Yeah. There, there was times in the city, there was one time. He was going off on me because they loaded the dresser in the front of the truck, supposed to be in the back for delivery. Whatever. Long story short, I said, you know, I'm going to call Dyfus. I said, some st- you know, I'm a little kid. I'm going to call Dyfus. Yeah. Yeah. He said, all right, cool. You're coming home with me tonight instead of mommy, and we're going to go take a ride. Yeah. He brought me to the Conklin home on, on Essex Street. Pulled up right in front with the moving truck. Get out. Go tell him what's up. You want to go live there? Go live there. That's where all the kids live that don't have parents. Go live there. And I'm crying. 
That wasn't done. He pulled the tag and said, police department, in the front. He was Go ahead, walk inside. Oh, tell him what you want to tell him. Oh, damn. And I'm crying, please, just take me home, please, please, please. He wasn't having it. He's, he's basically saying, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you lip back to me when I'm trying to make you a man? Yeah. I'm making you a man. Yeah. Nobody's gonna save you from this. You're gonna be a man. You're gonna do what you gotta do. And, and it's, I feel like it's those experiences that that a lot of I hate to say the younger generation, but a lot of people, period, don't get. Correct. You know what I mean? Because you you can you can pass down the I think either you and I might have talked about this or I was talking about this earlier with mm-hmm. with my, one of my younger fair brothers. It's like you can pass down the knowledge, so to speak, but you can't pass down in in hand over that experience like there's something emotionally ingraining about going in front of diapers and going in front of the police center where you're like yeah. i will never right. forget that's that. a memory that's a yeah, visual that's a you'll memory. always have yeah. you know what I mean? yeah, like, I, I will because he was dead that. serious when he said get out yeah get out open the door he, oh, he opened the door he said get out go yeah. ahead that's where you're gonna live now you don't if you don't if you don't like the way what i'm doing yeah that's where you're gonna live yeah. that's where you're gonna go when you call them yeah. So go ahead, take a peek around and figure it out. Yeah. I wasn't trying to go there. Yeah. I was just upset that he was yelling at me right. because he wanted me to be efficient. I was, so so this is this was what I was now I do remember. I was chatting with a younger fat brother earlier today. We were talking about unfortunately this actually fortunately this is a, it's a more controlled environment. So within our chapter, we do have babies raising babies, but more in a brotherhood sense. Mm-hmm. And we see what that does to a business slash brotherhood and alpha mm-hmm. so we we were talking about that and we were saying you can't give them your experience right so like this even when you do have you know son or daughter you can't give them that same thing that your dad it's it's unique to you mm-hmm. but how can we create that space that the emotional impact is the same that they are now receptive to the information because we're not receptive in, until we have an emotional impact People weren't patriotic until 9-11 happened for the most part or something emotionally hit them. Mm-hmm. So how do, you, how do you, in a controlled space like your dad did, how do we recreate that emotional impact so now somebody wants to, to be open and receptive to that information? Mm-hmm. A toughie. That's tough. It is. It is, and it's something that, that I, I, that's I've, probably to sleep on and digest. <laughs> and return, return tomorrow. It depends on you know, like you have to you, you have to feel out your child. Mm-hmm. You have to you know, like I think Mike Tyson said something like along the lines. They somebody asked him. I guess like a reporter asked him one time, like you know, do you see like your son like you know you know going following your footsteps as a boxer or anything mm-hmm. like that. He was like, hell no. Like, <laughs> like, I was hungry. Like, I was, you know, I was a savage. Like, my kids are privileged. Yeah. They will never be what I was as far as, you know, athletics or boxing. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they're not, you know, they're not going to be their own individuals. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, yeah. you could recreate something for your children if you, you know, you, you, that's a very you're an attentive parent mm-hmm. like you like you're paying you're you're paying attention to your child mm-hmm. how can i i always say this to a lot of people like if you want somebody to get on the same page as you right you can't you can't expect them to do it the way that you do it right so you have to think outside of the box and say hey i care about this individual right i would love for them to be on the same page as me but I know this person, and if I 
force them or if I say, hey, do it the way that I do it, they may not get to where I want them to go. So yeah. be smart, be intelligent about, uh, intelligent about it and say, hey, how, <laughs> figure out a way to get somebody on board or on the same page without actually coming across like you're forcing them yes. to do that. Yeah, yeah. I have a daughter, right? So like my, so <laughs> I've been thinking about like, obviously we've been talking about parenting and fathers. My daughter's mother and I, we weren't together when she told me she was pregnant. We were together at one time, mm -hmm. right? We were, we were actually in a relationship before. We broke up, got back together, we broke up. I happened to see her again. <laughs> Here we are. Correct, right? So, um, and she let me know that she was pregnant. And she also had let me know that she might have been pregnant in the past when we were actually together, but she never let me know. Mm. We broke up, you know what I mean? Yeah. And whatever, whatever. So she was like, listen, I'm pregnant. And because I had a, a, a miscarriage before, like I'm keeping this child. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you know something? Well, we're back together then. <laughs> like yeah. we're, we're back together. Yeah, yeah. And so my, you know, she was living in, in, in Las Vegas at the time. So I said, you know what? I think you should move to New York and just let me take care of you, be pregnant, and we'll, you know, we'll this out. Correct. Together. So that's correct. So that's that's what happened. And, you know, it happened, it was working well, but not for nothing. You know, my daughter's mother, she's grown as an individual. Mm -hmm. And we actually have a, an, uh, an amicable relationship now. Um, but it wasn't always like that. <laughs> so I recognized the point for me I recognized that my interaction with my daughter's mother could possibly do damage to my daughter. And once I realized that, I said- If you stay together. Correct, if we stay together. So I said to myself, once I realized that, I said, hey, I have to, I have to separate, right? I have to separate. She didn't think that was, gonna happen she didn't think that was you know like it, it but it was not for nothing in hindsight looking back it's been the best thing to do because mm. now she's grown as an individual we both have grown as, a, as individuals and it sucks that my daughter's across the country mm. but i'm in vegas regularly like you know what I mean? my daughter's five now i had her here you know like i, I was trying to convince her mother to let me keep her for school mm. but didn't work out but i her mother could never say that I'm not part of my daughter's life mm -hmm. at a father all. figure. Correct. Yeah. Like, because, yeah. you know, that's not, she knew that's not the type of individual that I am. Right. But I had to make a decision like, okay, I'm a father here. What's best for my daughter mm -hmm. here? I could stay in this relationship and have my daughter see the interaction between her parents and it could be bad. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's anything from the role of your mother that's going into how you're raising your daughter? Maybe initially, because you know what? I was prepared to be with her mother for the rest of my life. You know, even and if- And your parents are together. Go, even Correct, even if it wasn't the best yes. thing mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was prepared to do it. it was, like my dad driving those long roads, put my head down and do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No problem. Forego anything else that I'm doing. No problem. Mm -hmm. But 
once I realized that this might possibly be detrimental to my daughter's mm -hmm. well-being or just thinking and her future, I said, you know what? This is probably a better situation for me to step, mm. you know, for us to split. Separate. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, like dad, what do you think the role of your mom was for your upbringing? My mother moderated my father's behavior. Because hmm. oh, Mel could be a handful. Um, but she was a controlling On this agent. sort of strict tip? Like a John, John's father's strict tip? Or like what sort of a lot? So <clears throat> when my mother and father were younger, I'm told, that he used to, when they would go out, and he'd like leave her, he'd, he'd like leave her, you know, sitting alone at a table. I'm and dead, wait, I'm dead, I'm dead. And wait for somebody to approach her. Uh, and then light him up. What? What do you mean light him up? You know, beat him up, yeah. Beat him up. So <clears throat> my father didn't take much shit. He, he had very low tolerance for nonsense. Mm -hmm. um, but he was a loving man. But I think he got the way that he was raised. By your grandmother. By my grandmother and, and you know, being, see, this is interesting, being the, the one that took care of everybody, which I saw him do that. And I then started emulating that when I was younger and only up until, you know, I married my wife and she started saying, Simi, you got to back up just a tad because you're getting too involved in everybody else's lives. Because mm. I, I saw my father do that and, and always being yeah. a helpful agent. And, and he always was a tough soul because of it. Exactly. And until, you know, my wife pulled me back and said, Sim, you know, you, you just, you got to back Chill up out. on some of that stuff. Um, did I start to moderate? What'd your mom do? She, I didn't get, my mother loved me. Um, I was the one that my father bequeathed to take care of my mother as he was dying on his deathbed. Sim, you gotta take care of this, you gotta take care of the checkbook, you gotta do this thing, you gotta do that. My mother depended on my father and he took care of everything and then it became my your, stuff. Your stuff. My brother's weren't around, nobody was around. I was the guy that took care of my mother. Um, until she died. Yeah. But I was the caretaker for her, the caretaker for my sister who died, my brother after yeah. he had done his nonsense and it was just, I was the one. So I guess in my, in my way of rationale, just if, I, if I'm a loner, I don't have to deal with all this other stuff. Mm. I, I can just kinda... Cobalized. Yeah, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not the closest to a lot of people, I'm just you know, kinda... Yeah. yeah, we get all. You're around, but I'm around. But yeah, exactly, exactly. And Do you feel like you you you've been more distant towards people at an older age versus at a younger age? Because mm -hmm. I went through this today, where mm -hmm. she's she's sitting over there saying. Mm -hmm. Because I went through this today, where I had a falling out with a, a new friend uh, that I've only overextended myself to. Go ahead. And they have came back and bit me in the head yeah. and it's like well wait a minute it, it 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 makes me think you know i see my father do the same thing and get bit and get bit and he became a cold individual and says and you know i caught myself today saying well f that i'm not helping anybody anymore you know no new friends type of deal also if it's the circle is a circle i'll help my guys but anybody new i'm not gonna reach out so fast as i did with this individual yes 
and I think that comes with age. I'm 20, you know, I'm 20, I'm not 75, yes. but I'm 28 and it's like, well, let me take a, like, let, without somebody telling me, let me take a step back and not be so giving to others yes. because they see that kindness is a weakness yes. and you might get bit. But that's our fathers constantly helping other people and then relying on us to help other people. But what about your mom? My mom was the one that when my father was screaming at me in the city, she used to walk with me to McDonald's to get lunch and hold my hand and sing up the way to block. I mean, that was the one. <laughs> she was the one. She was the soft side and my father used to tell her, stop coddling him all the time. You're always coddling him. You're gonna make him soft. Stop doing that. Like I'm Definitely disciplining him. Yeah. I'm disciplining him. Let me do my job. Stop taking away from what I'm doing to him. Yeah. And honestly, I'm thankful for the both of them because they literally, like I said, my father was not my father, blah, blah, blah. They stayed together because of me. Mm. That's it. They had no other reason to stay together at all. Mm. They did not get along. Their relationship was not that great. Mm. But they stayed together because they knew that they made the decision when I was born, they both needed to be in my life. My mother was the balance of my father. My father was the balance of my mother. Without the both of them, I probably would not be sitting in the position that I'm sitting to take care of the both of them now. Welcome to New York. <laughs> hey. Hello. Thank you. Um, so yeah, saying I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be sitting in the position that I'm sitting in. I currently take care of my father. And when my mother needs help, I take, you know, I, I'm taking care of both of them. Yeah. yeah. And I'm the burden is not a burden, but the, the responsibility is now on me. As an only child. Yeah. It's not a burden, it's a responsibility. And it's like, I can't turn my back. As much as I want to, as much as my father sometimes could get me disgruntled and not want to help him. I think back to the decision he made when he made that decision to have me. Yeah. I can't do it. Because I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for his sacrifice. I wouldn't be here. Yeah. yeah. So I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. Round us off. Mother. Interesting. I got... Great. Yeah. No, no. Like I, I, I got to know more of the picture of how my pops and my mom interacted and how he was and what I got from him. I got to know a lot more of that, I think, when I hit college. And it was, I think it was interesting because at that point, they had already been divorced. Mm. And so at that point, I started to be more aware of my own actions. And I was starting to ask more questions about why my pops did what he did to understand myself better. But I think it hit ahead fully maybe about two years after we graduated where like there was this college yes I graduated college and this was the the loaf mission after loaf mission um it was actually literally one of my boys in the wedding was like cheers no more loaf missions it's pretty funny so but what 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 came out of that was literally one girl that I was with she had asked she was like do you feel like your parents divorce had affected the way you view relationships Sure. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I was good because I wasn't like the stereotypical. I'm crying in the corner because my parents. But I was like, no, it, it actually, yeah, no, it did. Surprisingly, it did. But what I learned, I think, from that was how they interacted. So I learned what my mom's vantage point of what my dad was. My dad was not very forthcoming with attributes of himself. So there's aspects of how I acted that I did not fully understand, and there was this 
competition of who could say less to each other with, with oh, a not of like as a badge of honor yeah, it, least weird. communication badge yeah you know what I mean where, like where, where he he wouldn't be forthcoming with how he was he would expect me to ask uh, but at the same time I'm like well I don't want to ask. ask because I feel like you aren't going to say something mm-hmm. so so I got a lot of from her I got a lot of vantage points of, of who my dad was and certain shortcomings um but nah, she was, mom was the, the she was the team player. Like if yeah. there was a sporting event or if there was whatever, she put, she talked about sacrifice. She sacrificed a lot so that way she could be available for us. Um, but she provided you with a lens to understand different perspectives she of did. someone that you thought you knew well, but maybe there are, there are things you just don't know. Yeah, yeah, she very much, I get a lot of my observational skills from her. Okay. Where, where, where she's able to sit back and see the, the group dynamics see who's what in the room i get a lot from her and she was able to say hey look this is the things that i experienced with your father not from a negative standpoint but from a observational standpoint right i wouldn't have got probably until six or seven years down the road right so very very interesting i like you said needed both needed both to be able to understand who i am yeah question for the, the guys here your father was old school yeah old school absolutely old school mm-hmm. old school was there a sub i'm not gonna say support at what age did you guys resonate with your fathers so basically saying was there a like for your dream of being an actor being a police officer being a I don't, I'm sorry. I really don't know what you do right now. <laughs> I'm all over the place, but, but was, all of us, far, whatever as far, it is. Yeah. As far as following your dreams, was there like a support system? Nope. <laughs> he never wanted me to become a policeman. Oh. No, he, he did not like that idea. But once I became one and he saw the type of policeman that I was, he was very proud of me. So that's what I'm getting at. Did that push you to be a better policeman? The yes. fact that he didn't support it wholeheartedly. Well, that and I wasn't a sports person, and I really yeah. had, didn't have all those other things that, you know. Did your father support? I didn't have those things. Yeah, did your so father support you it. being an actor? No, he didn't. No, no, he hasn't supported anything entertainment-based. Okay. <laughs> and did your father support you? He, they, I think it's kind of similar to what you're saying. They knew whatever I was going to do, like, I was going to be morally grounded, so they not that they didn't care, but they were open to it. He was open to it. He might not have agreed with all my decisions of certain things that I did, but he knew ultimately like I had a moral grounding, so it wasn't gonna be off the rails too much, if that makes sense. Yeah, because my father, like, I, my dream was to build race cars, and mm. I started doing that when I was 14, 15 years old and in, his dri- in his driveway, mm. and the, the feedback I got was, you don't know what you're doing, how do you know how to do that? You're not gonna do that, and it, it it was like a psychological, psychologically, psychologically, I said to myself, no, I'm maybe the best damn mechanic that I could be because you don't think I could do it. Mm. And it's not until he actually came to the shop and said, oh, whoa, you guys got some stuff going on. So I feel like the old school way of teaching versus mm. consistently like options, 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 yeah. undying support yeah, and yeah. money and all this Everything. other stuff. Like, you know, you wanted a car, Maybe you had to buy it. You wanted the insurance, you had to get it. Yep. I feel like we're lacking that right now. The old school way of teaching where it's not, some people will say, oh, to be so supportive is so, so good. Mm. 
it may be crippling too. Yeah, yeah like the indirect. No, yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys. That's no, you're, you're We're right about that. Wrapping this up right here. Oh, okay. Right. Yep, I know. We can continue this at a later date, but not in here for tonight. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. That's all she wrote. And that's a wrap. If you liked what you heard, please rate us. Also, ensure you've subscribed on YouTube so you can put some faces to some names and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Anderson Street TV. Until next time.